have a bad day. <laughs> I feel like we can't start this one without yep. acknowledging what just happened, <laughs> which is, yes, me and I were just, we just filmed about two minutes of a new episode, what was supposed to be this episode. Yes. And for no reason whatsoever, I just had to press the button on my phone that said finish recording. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I was like, oh. Oh, must be the Wi-Fi, must be maybe Emily's connection's really bad. And then I just, <laughs> I just look up because we FaceTime each other while we do these things. And your face is like, huh? <laughs> I panicked. I, I yeah. can't describe okay. the feeling any, anything else other than panic. That's okay. For no reason, we were having a normal conversation. <laughs> and my brain was like, end this now. It needs to be done. And it's over. It's over. <laughs> and a already, I, uh, what? I already what? feel better vibes from this one already. This oh, is this is better. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. This is better. Oh good. Yeah. This well, see, oh, I'm mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you say to the bit that's got better vibes? Is I'm mentally yeah. ill? Yeah, because at least I'm being funnier about it. <laughs> In the first one, you could tell I was mentally ill, but this time this... it's still apparent, but at least it's like a little bit more comical, you know? <clears throat> I mean, unfortunately, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> because totally get it. you're mentally ill. Uh, you know what that, you know, oh, what was that show or the film? Oh, mentally ill. Mentally the Adams family? Yes. Oh my god, it was the Adams family. I knew it was a family, but I couldn't remember like who the family was. It no, was Adams family. It was Adams family, specifically Adams family. It was just Adam and his family. Was, and it was Adam and his family. All they did was snap. <laughs> we had to move. It was so much. All they did was snap all day. Adam snapped, his family snapped. That <laughs> really Adam's sounds family. like they must get a lot of uh notices from the homeowners association you know well yeah we like didn't noise complaints ha- they got a lot of noise complaints but we didn't have a homeowners association really no it wasn't really a neighborhood what was it it just was oh yeah <laughs> how, how existential of you <laughs> oh so the, the, okay, so first of all, before I forget, the beauty of this podcast episode is that we just wanted to have a normal conversation for us, and a normal conversation for us is not by any means normal. normal. So <laughs> we just wanted to go ahead and have a conversation, which brings me to my first point. Yeah. There are no points, but what? Oh. I wanted, I have a little bit of beef with you that I thought we could air out here. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> and what? So I, maybe this isn't beef as so much as like, I'm going to scold you and tell you to stop watching videos about space. You need to stop watching videos about space, Yasmin. Like it's, you are literally torturing yourself because yeah. I know that it sends you into a mental spiral. And when I was listening to the Yaz cast... <laughs> From last week, yeah, uh, you mentioned again that you are still watching space videos, and you know that it keeps it literally keeps you up at night. <clears throat> oh, it does every single night. Well, first off, I'm glad that that's what you have an issue with. <laughs> 
I was like getting ready for like the, the, the episode to be over, the podcast to be over, the friends up to be over. Why do you um, keep saying yeah. that? Are we okay? Is everything all right? Yeah, no, everything's great. Everything's totally it's fine. Just, we've literally been recording for four minutes and 19 seconds and you've mentioned our friendship being over twice. Anyways, back to space videos. Yeah, that's, that's space videos, yeah. yeah. The beef, the beef thing can be like next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. airing our dirty laundry. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I've always been a fan of space. Like, let's put that out there first. Like, let's make that, um, like the first point. I liked. I would make, please, is I always have been fascinated by space. But after my nana died last year, um, I I had a big old existential crisis about death and what death really means and what comes Mm -hmm. next and the way that I chose to manifest that anxiety was watching videos about how the universe is endless and that it might not end but it might end we don't really know and anyway so I I, yeah I got like down this like tunnel about space and sometimes when I'm in need of a good torture session I watch this it's like a 35 minute long video about space highly recommend fantastic soundtrack awful for your brain but it's basically detailing the end of the universe and it takes 35 mil- minutes and it goes through like all like trillions and trillions and trillions of years and all that's going to happen like the sun's going to explode and all the all the stars are going to explode and then it's going to be dark matter but we don't really know what dark matter is um wow you've really <clears throat> sold this video you said when i need a torture session <laughs> I watched this video, highly recommend. Yeah, but I also said it has a fantastic soundtrack. I've got it on Spotify. Oh, you got me there then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll send it to you. The Spotify. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, well, then by all means, if the Spotify soundtrack is good, then you can keep watching these space videos and having a crisis. I like how... I mean, listen, I'll send you the soundtrack. It's a really, really good soundtrack. Um, and with that being said, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> we have um, introduced. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, still Yasmin, still Emily, still thousands of miles apart. What time yeah. is it there for you? Uh, it's just gone on 12.30 in the afternoon on Monday, June 14th. And for me, it's 8.29 p.m. on June 14th, Sunday. So far apart. It's June 13th for you. That's what I said. I thought you said, sorry, I thought you said 14th. I thought I said 13th. No, it sounded like 14th from my headphones. All right, play it back. Connection issues. <laughs> pauses again, stops the recording just to go back and listen. Hey guys, it's Yes and M for here for a third time running. Oh. oh, maybe we should like hire a third party to wrangle us or something. I feel like we should not be left to our own devices. Anyways, that brings me to my um my one and a half point of this podcast, yep. which is female yep. friendship. I feel like we should talk yep. about female friendship because I was re-listening to I listen, I listen to our podcast episodes all the time. <laughs> uh, Just gonna so put that out. I. And I would I would like to say that United States has officially taken over um because there's a little board on the website that you can see like where your listeners are from um and new zealand used to be the top one because it was just me listening all the mm-hmm. time and i'd like to say america has someone in texas is listening <gasps> Te- 
Texas? Who do we know? Do we know someone in Texas? I know nobody in Texas. I don't know anyone in Texas either. Oh my gosh. Hi, Texans. I know. Hey, Texas. Shout hey. out. Um, um, but anyways, yeah. We yeah, do so anyways, I was yes, I was re-listening to our plots on plots on plots episode. Plots on plots um, on plots. We were talking about movies, and I mentioned the spy who dumped me and how they portrayed female friendship in mm. like a really cool way. So I was thinking more about that. And um you and I have what we thought was a unique experience with female friendship. But after we've seen like TikToks and stuff and talked to more people, we realized that a lot of people have similar female relationships, like similar to ours, which is really annoying, which is super annoying because we really thought (laughs) we were, this is something special. We are just so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We are probably the two most unique people to ever walk the earth. And TikTok proved us wrong. Yeah, as it so often does. So one thing about our friendship that we thought was kind of odd and unique is that neither of us um, really care for, like, physical affection in, like, Yasmin and I are best friends. We don't, we see, okay, here's even more evidence. (laughs) We don't like affirmations as much we don't yeah. like physical affection as much and you know what i actually let's 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 have a chat about this how much of this is me and how much of this do you also feel this way because i kind of feel like i have set that tone on our friendship and i don't want to limit it and like were you like that before we were friends or is this like something i brought to our friendship please tell me more something you've absolutely ruined for me eh um yeah 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 oh yeah yeah no um no I think you know I think it is that is where our uniqueness comes in and it's I I saw a video the other day actually of some girl who was saying that um she she hates being touched she hates like in all her friendships like they don't hug they don't like do any of that stuff but her love language is physical affection mm. Um, and so, yeah, before my friendships used to be very like, not like cuddly and stuff like that, but no problems like hugging or like saying like, Oh, love you. Or like, Oh, you're great. Like we're best friends. But I also think for me, and I speak for myself personally, and I'd love to hear your, like your take on this as well is, and shut your ears for this one, babe. But, um, you're my first friendship that's been like genuine 110 percent like friendship um that like you have to put the work in and like sometimes you know someone says the wrong thing and you have to make up for that and but a friendship that can withstand being eight thousand miles away so I feel like um all all of the like oh I love you like we're so great like you're my best friend like all all of those things it's kind of like fluff because you know that they're kind of friendships that will that are there for the minute and then they'll kind of like move on and stuff so you just like make it as like pretty as you can so that it doesn't hurt when it goes away whereas like I don't feel the need like of course there are some times where I'm like man I really wish Emily would just like affirm that we are like but that's very rare. Like I, you don't, I don't feel like we need that kind of affirmation because we recognize the level of friendship. I don't know. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's very interesting. It's, it's a cool way to think about it. It's like, we don't, 
like maybe this is just speaking for me, but I think we're both secure in this friendship that we have that we don't need the reassurances typically of like physical affection or affirmations or stuff. I mean, we're still pretty good about being like, Oh my gosh, your hair looks so good today. We'll say stuff like that to each other and like hype each other up. But we, we don't like for years we could not say the words I love you. And it's still difficult now, I think. Yeah. Um, and I had this revelation the other day that I that I sent you a video about. Oh, yep. Yep. Um, and I have to expand on that because oh, that, yeah, that was please. huge for me. No, so please do. I, I've seen so many other videos on TikTok of girls who were like, I don't touch my best friend, I don't hug my best friend, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't, we're not mushy with each other, and that's how you and I are. Yeah. Um, it's almost like I feel like sisters are kind of like this too. Like sisters aren't mushy. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, you know, close friends or whatever. Um, but for me, I was doing some self-reflecting. I was actually telling my friend Sarah about our friendship and like how I am with female friendships, like close female friendships. Because people who I'm not as close with, I can be like, oh, I love you and like give them a hug or something. But yeah. once we get closer, yeah, right. it's like, I don't know, once it gets deeper, that that gets more difficult for me to do. And as yeah. I was talking to her, I realized that, and this is going to be like, this is going to sound uh very personal but I like it's fine it's okay yeah um yeah I cannot give you like I'm talking mm. to you Yasmin I Hello. can't give you hi, hi. <laughs> um <laughs> that physical um affection or those kinds of words of affirmation or saying like I love you because I see too much of myself in you mm. and that would be like giving that to myself in a way, which is really stupid of my brain to have that hesitation. Um, but it, and it doesn't mean that like, I don't love you because I see those parts of myself in Mm. you. It's that like, when I go to like affirm you in that way, I don't know. I feel like subconsciously my brain makes those parallels between me and you where I'm like, Mm. uh, I don't know. That's, that's where my thoughts are at the moment. But I think that's, I mean, that's such a good point because, I mean, the whole opposite att- opposites attract thing is very true. I mean, people who like their best friends are just the complete opposite of them and they're, they're really good friends. Um, and obviously we have, we have differences between the two of us. It's not to say we are the exact same people, but I think, I mean, we met once before we moved in together and it was like it wasn't like you know best friends on first sight or anything like we got along really well and it was really fun and stuff like and it was awkward I mean just because it it is anyways when you meet somebody for the first time and we were doing like a college intro day or something like that or whatever you know so our brains were in 50 million different places but for me like that first week of school and like we we were sitting in my like under the covers like in my bed together like watching Peppa Pig on the television do you remember that yeah I do yeah and I remember sitting there and thinking to myself like okay this is either gonna go two ways like from here like we're gonna be really mushy or we're gonna just like not be mushy at all and obviously we're not mushy at all like we can be that's not to say that we can't but I think we are and I I mentioned this last week actually when I was doing my my solo episode I 110% believe in 
friend soulmates and I honest mm-hmm. to God think we are yeah. like I, I don't know so I so when you say that you see some of yourself in me I feel the exact same way I see myself in you because mm-hmm. we just are like I don't know does that make sense like because what you said makes complete sense to me yeah no that that definitely makes sense and I've said before and it always sounds whenever we talk about our friendship it always sounds both um like not like a friendship at all but also super romantic um because Yasmin will will say things like um we are friend soulmates and then I'll say things like this is this is a statement I do believe to be true it just so happens to sound extremely romantic yeah uh, which is that our souls are made of something so similar I think like there's just something that you and I both have um that really like is echoed in the other person and I don't know how to explain it I don't know I mean I think part of it is we have a very niche sense of humor um like to where like way too niche where it's it's our brains are literally the same when we are making jokes. It is like Yasmin could say two words and I could probably fill in the rest of her sentences for yeah. her. I just know what it's going to be. We are like, yeah. we have a weird link, which yeah. is so odd when you think of how many people are in the world and we met each other mm. and like got to develop that. I, yeah. It's so, so odd. I Yeah. And it's, I think that is the crazy thing. Like we, we talk about all the time, like, the idea of like when you meet your partner and stuff like how crazy it is out of all these billions of people like you've met that one person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life but that is something that is kind of pretty widely accepted like you know Mm -hmm. love at first sight and like I know for you and Alex like you've told me before like that was pretty instant for you of that like oh my gosh who is this person like I'm I feel something you know um yeah and but I think it's the same way with like friendships and um, just, I mean, I can to out myself here, but I can remember, oh no, oh, when no. Emily left, you know exactly what I'm about to say, don't <laughs> yes, you? Yes, I do. I really do. And I'm so glad you're saying it in public. <laughs> um, one of the first times Emily left for the weekend when we were freshmen in college, I can't remember where you went. You went somewhere. I mean, you might have gone home or something for the weekend, or maybe even to Alex's. I don't remember. And I was <laughs> I was really stressed about being alone. And obviously, like we had become we're much better about our codependency now. It's a different kind of codependent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me finish my thought. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of codependent. Like but a high I'm, functioning Like a high functioning. Our freshman year level of codependency was, <sighs> was dangerous, actually, Rough. I would say. Yeah. Rough. And so Emily left for the weekend. And I slept with her pillow. And I brought it over and I would just smell her towels. I came home from being gone and my pillow was in Yasmin's bed and she was cuddling with one of my towels because it smelled like you me. You had such a unique smell. I couldn't help it. I was really... <laughs> <laughs> we have to end the episode now. <laughs> That's like... I leave, um, like, when I'm gone during the day, I leave clothes for my dog to smell. So it, <laughs> it makes him feel like I'm home with him. It's, 
<laughs> it's kind of like that. I'll it never forget like that. we um it was still like kind of early on in our friendship. Oh and, god, it must um, have been like October. Yeah, it was we'd only known each other really for like over a month. And I came home to see you snuggling with my towel. Yeah. I, I just It was it, the green one. Yeah, it stopped me in my tracks. I still have that towel. Do you want me to send it to you? Oh my god, please. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, I'll pay like $60 to get that towel to you. You know, it's actually not as expensive as I thought it was going to be to send stuff over. Okay, so when are you going to send me more squiggles? Oh, I have to go to the grocery store and get you some today. All right. So there are these um, cookies um, that Yasmeen. So, okay. When Yasmeen first got to New Zealand, her and her mom spent <clears> time <throat> there. And then her mom flew back to the States. And Yasmeen yep. was kind enough to send a ton of awesome New Zealand snacks with her mother. And then when her mother got back, uh, her mom sent those snacks to me. And I got to try them. And one of the snacks was called Squiggles. Yep. And it's like this. I don't know, like the best Girl Scout cookie you've ever it's had. Hokey it's pokey a, biscuit. Hokey pokey biscuit. And it's like almost, you know, I'm not a big fan of things that kind of taste like butterscotch, but it almost has a butterscotch feel mm. to it. Yeah. And it's like chocolatey and yummy and perfect. And I could eat an entire thing of them in one sitting. And uh, yeah, you're, and they are, that's why we don't keep them in the house. Because they are yeah. like, because they're really, um, they're very airy as well. They're not like a mm-hmm. heavy biscuit. They're yeah. super airy. So like you can just eat a whole like tin and be like, oh my, what have I done? <laughs> but you don't care. You want another one. Yeah. Oh, and so, Alex, those, um, you sent us some kind of chocolate that had peanut butter in it. And... Oh, he loved the um the peanut oh butter gosh. filled um, Whitaker's he ate the chocolate whole, bar. Yeah. He ate the whole thing. Like it was a okay, giant. I'll, I'll put that on the list too. Okay, it, it, you sent us a giant bar of that chocolate, yeah. and he, he ate the whole thing. He loved it. Oh, good. Okay, I'll get him another one today then as well, just to t- say thank you for just being Alex. I don't really know. You know, he deserves more gifts like that. I should probably get him some things and say thank you for being Alex. <sighs> it's okay. I'll just do your job for you. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You can slap your name on it if you want, babes. It's fine. Oh, I absolutely will. <laughs> but like, there was chocolate. <laughs> so funnily enough, um, when we were in college, Alex would um, Alex would take <laughs> care of me and take care of Yasmin as well. He would be he would always be willing to like go to Sheets and get us snacks and then bring it to our dorm. One yeah. time, he him and Yasmin went out to dinner like yeah without me. They yep. just went to Red Robin, right? Yeah, went to Red Robin and um. You were like busy that night, but you weren't super busy. Like you weren't going to be out late. But Alex was like, "Do you want to go to dinner?" And I was like, "Yeah." So we went to Robin, <laughs> and he bought you food. He bought me food. Yeah, he wouldn't let and me pay, just... even though yeah, I... you know, I wasn't really, you know, couldn't really afford to anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I came back from. I think it was a sorority event. I was at. Or something yeah, like yeah. I came back and I was like, "Hey, what what did you do?" You're like, "Oh, Alex and I got got food." And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you guys went out. Yeah, I didn't so even think funny. we told you. We just like went. Because he, he, yeah. he messaged me and he was like, do you want to go get dinner? I was like, yeah. Are you kidding me? 
but it's always like um I always think of it as like you would say like oh this is my husband Alex and this is our girlfriend Yasmin <laughs> yeah pretty much I mean but not in like a I don't know I feel like sometimes I see on TikTok and stuff like girls who get way too close to like their best friend's partner and like it's like a little sus like I just love yeah. Alex that like I my whole life all I have ever wanted was an older brother Mm, I've just mm-hmm. been des and I think that has a lot to say about my birth order and being the et cetera, whatever. That's a whole different that's for my therapist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Alex has just been like the older brother I've always not much older, just a little bit older. <laughs> just a little just, bit. Just a couple of years. <laughs> um <laughs> but he's always been like the older brother I've always wanted. So like I never felt weird about spending time with I mean, I don't know what it, how you perceived it but I just never felt bad about spending time with him because I was like well I'm not here to like steal him or like you know I don't know no 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 not at all I'm I was so glad when I found out you guys were like hanging out and getting on and stuff like it um it's really cool to have like two people who are so important in your life like each other and to get along Mm, and be able to just hang out and you're like well now you can both see why I like to be with both of you um and I mean, sorry, that was way too nice. I take that back. That was sorry. That was out of line. Did you did you hear like absolutely nothing we spoke about at the beginning of this? Yeah, yeah. No, I take it back. You're right. Um, yeah, you're getting so... one pack of squiggles for that one. Oh no! No, you done ruined it. Dang it! <laughs> yeah, no, that's um something that like I don't know. I I think because I'm just super secure mm. in my relationship with Alex, and I'm yeah. super secure in my relationship with you, and it's like just never once has it ever crossed my mind of like you know you two could go out to the movies or go out and literally you guys could go dancing or something I don't know and it would just be it it, there would never even cross my mind that something weird was happening yeah yeah no I I well a I would never go dancing with Alex because as much as I love him he's a shy little peanut he's a shy peanut but he's he's he at weddings now he does move his hips (gasps) yay oh (laughs) yeah go boy go (laughs) he will get on the dance floor with me and he will move his little his little hips and little motions and he he tries it's really cute it's really cute (laughs) well you know i i always think back i i think back to your first dance for two reasons the first reason is always that there's a picture of emily alex and i during (laughs) emily and alex's first dance and in the background it's technically supposed to be focused on alex and emily staring into each other's eyes but i have got the worst rbf in the background like holding emily's bouquet like so straight up um you look possessed in that picture i look possessed or i look really angry for uh, for oh god i don't know why but i always think about the second reason is that like he he you know he went out and he picked the song that you guys had your first dance to and it was really romantic and he just danced around the little room and oh marriage marriage yeah it was cute marriage 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 it was everything but i'm i'm happy to hear that he's he's getting out of his comfort zone and all that and i think it suffice to say kind of to bring it back to the point is what is something Which is, I ever who knows I'd, what <laughs> who knows what not something i ever thought i'd say but um about female friendships especially too is like security i don't think mm-hmm. we talk enough about that like because yeah. again i think you're i i have a cut like <laughs> i mean not to again out myself by saying i have really like no friends but um 
you were again my first friendship that I felt secure in and obviously it's tough in the beginning and especially with how codependent we were and how and this is my my experience I don't know how it was for you I'd love to hear how it was for you but in the beginning when we were super codependent and you like joined your sorority and you started like seeing other people through that it was so tough for me to let go because I've been like well we're always going to do everything together so that I don't have to go find other friends I don't have to go out do other stuff and like we definitely got better about that by like I got better about that by like junior senior year and being that like oh yeah Emily's out with like people Emily's gone on a trip for the weekend with people like oh have fun bye you know but in the beginning Mm -hmm. it was like there was no for me there was like no security I was like she'll ditch she'll go like whatever you know so I think it's interesting we don't really think about like I think so many friendships like underneath all the like oh yeah I love you and like going out and hang there's like such insecurity of Mm -hmm. that person won't walk away or you won't walk away I don't know like what do you what's your take on that yeah I agree um there's like so it's to be completely just realistic even though we do have a very secure friendship um it still just creeps into your mind like it's hard for me Mm. When I'm like, oh my gosh, Yasmin's having so much fun with new friends in New Zealand. Like, and it's not that I wish that you didn't have other friends. It's that I wish like I could be there too. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that, you know, like I could be a part of that. And like, oh yeah. my gosh, Yasmin's making fun memories without me. And I'm happy mm. for her, but I would love to be a part of those fun memories. Yeah. And so that's, that's a huge part of, I think, just like growing up is like, yeah. you have to mature in that way. And it's a painful area of growth to have to put yourself through, but it's yeah. a really good area of growth. And there's so much uh, like I don't know backstabbing and yeah. like in romantic relationships like cheating on people and so much insecurity um that yeah. people have from their past experiences and stuff like I feel like I'm anyone I meet uh now is just like they they've been cheated on or they've had a friend that stabbed them in the back or yeah. like these horrible experiences and so to find a relationship and a friendship where you don't have to worry about that stuff like it's it's huge and it's it feels unfortunately like a once in a lifetime thing and it shouldn't be that way but it kind of is oh totally I mean it's it's always something that you thought of in like middle school and high school that you saw on like tv like people getting cheated on and like friends like being to actually toxic friendship Like, Mm -hmm. that is a thing I had no idea about until maybe even, like, a year ago. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, and I, there was a big, not craze or anything, but, like, a lot more people were speaking up about toxicity in friendships. And, like, I think I had just, what I had known as, like, toxicity, I'd always thought, like, oh, someone who's a backstabber or someone who's not, they're just not close friends. They're just not X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z. And, you know, I think that is something that toxicity especially in female friendships I think we give it way too much slack we're just like oh well that person's just you know she's just busy all the time or that person just says those things or that person just da 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 or da da when it's really like no that is a toxic person Mm -hmm. and you don't you're not responsible for the excuses right but it's tough to walk away from like from stuff like that, you know, and yeah, there's so many I feel like we get so many conflicting messages from yeah. like society in general, which is number one, 
any girl you meet you're in competition with which I hate oh my god because even even the other day I was at this um dance recital and I watched this girl who's probably like 18 doing her dance and she was so beautiful and she was so like skinny and I was watching her and she was blonde and like such a good dancer and I felt like angry or something like watching her yeah and I hate I hate that watching another woman I feel threatened by that and I I'm trying to like work against that because it's a terrible feeling and like there is so much room in this world for women Mm. to succeed and us not to feel pitted against each other and I don't know like what age that's instilled in us but it, it truly is where we are just like I remember I would walk through the store um as a teenager and I would see other pretty girls and I would be like I don't like her and I yeah. I I hate that mentality of like we can't I can't just be like oh my gosh she is so pretty you know I'm so happy for her I hope yeah. I, I wish her all the best like why why can't there be room for that and so there's that but then there's also this message of like we have to um be polite in a certain way so like mm. if you're in a toxic friendship it doesn't matter if your friend is necessarily being mean to you. You need to be polite and yeah. you have to still be nice to them. Yeah. And that's like, that's a really tough thing is like learning. Well, actually it, it's not good for you to stay in a friendship that's harmful. Um, like mm. it's more important to take care of yourself in that scenario than to be what's considered polite. So it's it's all these conflicting messages that we get that makes female friendship so hard, I think. Oh, yeah. And I mean, to your second point, drama is the excuse I think a lot of us come up with where it's like, oh, I don't want to be involved in the drama or like, I don't want to... Mm-hmm. I don't want to cause any drama or like, oh, there, there's already this drama, like, and there, there is a, I think there's a difference between obviously intentionally trying to start issues and like also becoming a part of the toxicity and a part of the problem and then genuinely standing up for yourself. And, you know, it doesn't always have to, I think people think, okay, well, I have to send a text message that's like, you're not nice to me and you do this to me and da, 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 da. And it's like, it doesn't always have to be so dramatic, but I think it's even, sometimes it's easier for people to just kind of lay it out there and be like, I'm done because Mm -hmm. it is scary to be the one who slowly pulls away and, you know, doesn't hang out as much and doesn't reach out because then the script is often flipped on you. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you're, you're not answering my text messages and you're not coming out anymore. And you're not, you don't want to hang out anymore. And it's like, well, how do you, then, then again, you, it's, it's almost, it's a toxic circle. You get stuck in of like, okay, well now I have to, I feel pressured to be around that person, but I can't, you know, yeah. I just think it's one of those things that um, there is no clear cut way of, because for some people they can just cut other people out of their life. And for others, they can't like, it's just, you know, it's right. tough. Yeah. And it's um to, I guess also a little side note, when we talk about like female friendship and stuff, it's from the perspective of two like cisgendered women and like our, our experiences with, we understand that there are so many different um, variations of gender and like those kinds of experiences and different friendships and all those kinds of things. But this is just like we, uh, our experience with what we would 
have encountered as female friendships, I guess. Um, but yeah. furthermore, like in high school, I was very much so the person who was like, well, I don't get along with girls as much. Like I get along with guys a lot better. And I had so many more guy friends because I was like, oh, it's, it's less messy. There's less drama and all this stuff. And it's just the misogyny that comes into our heads, especially in high school, I think, where we just start to view girls as problems and like, they're not allowed to, that's when girls aren't allowed to like things, you know, like girls who made up for liking Starbucks or wearing Uggs or literally anything girls cannot win. I feel like, especially at that age. And so I was very like, Oh, I'll just hang out with my guy friends. It's easier. You know, I'm not like other girls kind of thing. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that for me, and I know that I'm using limited terms, but for me, there's no replacement for female friendship. Like there Mm. just isn't, it's, it's something so special that, and you know, Alex and I have talked, um, and we have a fantastic relationship and I feel like movies and books and stuff often portray like you can live off of a romantic relationship alone. Like if it's good, mm. that's all you need. And that's not true. Like to really mm. have um, a more full social life and to just, I don't know, be a more complete person. I would think like you have to have those friendships outside of your romantic partner. And um, that's why, you know, I, I have to have female friendship. It's like, yeah, it's so important. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's interesting you bring up the idea of like that internalized misogyny mm-hmm. because it's so I, it's so true. Like, why do we why do we view female friendships as problems and as, oh, it's going to be messy and dramatic and they're not going to take me seriously and all that kind of thing? When And, you know, I think it just sets women up for and I mean, for failure and. And even further back, you don't have to see, you know, the prettiest woman in the store and be like, oh, she's amazing. I love her. She's sunshine and butterflies. It should be to a point where you can just walk past that person and be like, oh, there's another person. Well, you know, mm-hmm. like as women, we can acknowledge other women, but we don't, you know, it doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be you hate them or like, oh, my God, I'm on the ground worshiping. It right. should, I, I, for me personally, I, I feel like it should be quite neutral, like obviously hyping other women up and making sure women take up the space they deserve to take. But also I think the first step in getting rid of that internalized misogyny for me, and I hope maybe for others, is that when you see women, you know, in public and you see them, they're just people in public. Like it's, it's a neutral thing. Right. Yeah. That's another, yeah, because women are often portrayed as objects to be evaluated, like Mm. to be judged, like to, you know, is their hair good? Is their skin good? Is their makeup good? Are their clothes nice? Are there all these things? Like whenever I see a woman immediately, I just start being like, oh, I don't like her shoes or I really like her hair today or like whatever. Immediately I start evaluating and I don't do that. Totally. No, oh my gosh. No, seriously. I mean, obviously, if you see like a good looking guy, you're like, oh, wow, that's a good looking guy. But you wouldn't pass like 
10 men in the pack and save and be like oh look at that he's got on or oh he looks a bit worse for wear there or like you know in nitpicking whereas you'd you'd walk past 10 women you go well I could wear that top much better or oh mm-hmm. god I never would look like her or she doesn't look very fun look at her resting face like why why can't you walk you walk past those 10 men neutrally why can't right. you walk past those 10 I don't know I don't know. It's I it it is so tough, and I feel like it makes um just like the it an experience as a woman. In my experience, I'm not speaking for any other woman, but in my experience, it makes being a woman very isolating, and that's why female friendships that work are feel so once in a lifetime. Like we said, is because like the female experience in a lot of ways is super isolating because there's that judgment. And because you feel like you're in competition and mm. because you feel like it's always going to be dramatic and messy and emotional. Um, but you're right. There should be a lot more just like neutrality to it. There doesn't have to be this much energy that goes into like just seeing another person. Yeah. To seeing other women. And I will say some of the safest places I've ever felt are in TikTok comments on like videos of people who have that same experience and 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 the the woman comes in all different shapes and sizes and and mm-hmm. again we've we've mentioned that we come from a very cisgendered white woman perspective mm-hmm. um but but woman is such a wide it's it's so beautiful in the fact that it's it, it encompasses so many different things of what it means to be woman um and I just feel like that's a really good place to start is that you know what what is woman and um what woman is it is not (laughs) um something that is determined by men and um it's not something that women should decide for other women does that make any sense yeah no no I definitely because as we've been talking I really like want to put into words that like uh I want to talk about female friendships and what that's like but I also am hesitant to do that because again there are so many different ways to think of a woman um and so like we can make these generalizations about like oh women feel this way but also they don't and I think just to pull it all together everything we've mentioned about like judging other women being competition with them all those difficulties comes from a place of a heteronormative patriarchal (laughs) you know uh, cisgendered white male dominated society and I know that sounds that's a lot that's a mouthful that's a mouthful and it sounded very pretentious and I'm sorry but it's true like that hey, you've one got a degree. I've got a degree, and I'm getting another one. Say. Oh, um, babes, look at you. <laughs> um, and it's it that specific, so specific worldview mm. of all those big words I just said of straight white men and all that has shaped the female experience, which is like yeah. you said, so vast and wide, and not bound by you know, even gender or skin color or any of those things. That is such a wide range of experiences and people. And yet we still in this whole episode have talked about all these struggles that are caused by one perspective that shapes 
the whole experience for everyone else? There's, I want to make a statement, but I'm not going to make the statement because it's going to bite me in the butt one day. So I think, you know what the statement is, but I think going for going forward, um, just know that like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I hope this is advice. I mean, I'm still learning about what it means to be a woman and all the different things that like, I'm, I'm turning 25 this year and like, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never gone on a date, like really outing myself. Jeez. Only a few people know this, but like, I've not had like, I've not had my first kiss. I've not had all those experiences that we've traditionally understood to be the female experience based on, like you said, the heteronormative white male experience is that like Mm -hmm. if you're not kissing boys by 16 and you know going on dates and like meeting the man you're going to marry at 19 like what are you doing and I've come to like I said before the safest place I've ever felt sometimes is in TikTok comments when all these other women are saying hey actually you know I'm I'm 32 and I just had my first day or I'm I'm 28 and like it's also not happened to me or I'm I'm 17 and it's something I worry about because my friends will do it or you know even Mm -hmm. kids as young as 13 and 14 young girls who are saying like you know when's it gonna happen to me like all my friends have like boyfriends and stuff and so I think um going forward like it it just has to there has to be a break and I think actually I think society's getting a lot better about it and I think um but there has to be a break in in that narrative and and recognizing that like just because you're not on that timeline, that doesn't mean that your experience as a woman and your female experience is any less or like is makes you not woman, makes you not a female. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think points were made and we we went he for was a, the <laughs> we went for a ramble, but it actually was more streamlined than probably the ones we've planned out. I know. I was gonna say, because when we were talking about this, you were like, Oh, let's just see where it goes. And I'm thinking, like, oh my god, we're just gonna end up singing like stupid songs like 25 minutes in and being like, What do we do? And I think we've just talked about something really um quite a adult not adult I mean but like I feel proud of my brain power today oh I love that for you thanks I'm gonna reward myself with a bowl of carbs because carbs keep your brain going eh yeah they do and they're good for your soul and again just want to um like I guess not apologize but maybe apologize for any areas where we used incorrect language or you know I know that like woman is typically more associated with gender whereas female is more associated with sex yeah and there, sorry I'm we, bad about it that. was probably messy and incorrect in a lot of places but we are trying to be better and learning and we yes. do that by having conversations like this so yeah. um thank you for listening yeah to this I, episode we've lost the plot we've lost the plot we created our own plot Oh, wait, you know what? That was probably the most romantic thing you said. (laughs) Is that if Alex ever like, well, actually, I'm not going to put that in the universe, eh? Yeah, if if three people in a marriage ever becomes legal, 110% I'll marry you guys. All right, come on. I, I honestly don't think anything would change except you would just live with us. (laughs) 
Like nothing about our relationships would change. You would just no. move in. I would like exactly. I'd like have my own room. I'd have my own. Schedule. It'd be exactly like, I'd probably the never same. see you guys. <laughs> yeah, nothing would change. It wouldn't be like they'd be like, "Oh, are you guys in love?" I'd be like, "Oh, that's oh, gross." Gosh. No, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them. <laughs> Interesting uh, way to ask for a marriage license, but you guys do you. <laughs> oh, oh well, boy, you're you're done. <laughs> I know. I'm so tired. I wish we cut off before you started yawning. <laughs> okay, well, you have to stop now or else I'll just yawn more. Thank you All right, well, uh, so much. Thanks for listening, thank whoever for listening. it is. Thanks, Texas. Thanks, and Texas. Thank you, Texas. Whoever you are, shout out. You get to be on the podcast next week. Well, depends who you are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, if okay. it's like, mm, yeah, we have mm. some... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we offend the state of Texas anymore, we love or anybody we still love else. you, Texas. We still love you, Texas. Please listen to this one. Um, we will uh see you next week for who knows what. God knows. Okay, yeah. Goodbye. Profound. Bye. <laughs>